0: Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth.
1: Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the foremost Xander-hating Buffy podcast. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Hellmouth.
0: Hellmouth. (laughs) (laughs) I bet that's true. I mean, other people probably hate Xander. I doubt it's as as much as as we do. do. Oh, yeah.
1: Hey, Uh, Michaela, does this episode make us feel better about Xander?
0: Listen, if you think this is bad, just you wait till the next episode. Oh, fuck yeah. So hyped. Anyways, let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is uh, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, episode five of the first season. Original air date, March 31st, 1997.
1: And may I say, what a wieldy title. Oh. Mm, Love keeping it short.
0: Yeah, it's cumbersome is a word for it. It's just a strange... Like, I mean, I guess that's what it's about. I feel like they're referencing
1: something. I mean, it's never kiss a boy on the first date, but... Yeah. It does work surprisingly well for this episode.
0: Yeah, you're kind of like, this can't possibly have anything to do with the episode. Guess what? Totally does.
1: So in French, this episode is called a missed first date. (laughs) In Finnish, it translates to dating a vampire, which is incorrect.
0: Wow, yeah, it's real wrong.
1: And in German, without Buffy, you live longer.
0: <laughs> That's my favorite. Yep. German knows what's up.
1: They know what's up for oh, sure.
0: It's so literal. I love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so re- literal and so relevant.
0: Yeah. Wow. So we
1: start out with the buster on patrol. This is really becoming a thing that we do.
0: Yeah. She's got to make sure that there aren't any vampires. And if there mm-hmm. are, she's going to punch them
1: punch them, and then stake them. And after she's staked this one, Giles pops up and starts giving her (laughs) grades.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's just lurking there behind a tomb. And then, (laughs) then he's like, your methods aren't very good. He basically wants her to have some sort of conveyor belt of death. Yep. Yeah. You know,
1: stab a vampire and move on. I don't see what the punching does for the slaying, really.
0: He makes it sound like vampires don't care if you just walk up and put some wood into their heart
1: well what they don't care if you punch them a couple times and then put some wood into their heart Well,
0: if you rough them up then they can't (laughs) stop you from from the wood part i guess
1: i see because immortal demons care about that sort of thing i I guess yeah well she's got slayer strength
0: yeah Those those are some hard punches
1: Giles, I love that he is just hiding behind a tomb. (laughs) Really feels like he was not in the safest place there. No. And he was still managing to observe her as she was fighting the vampire in order to give her these pointers.
0: That's his role as a watcher, I guess. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure what being a watcher, like what all the job responsibilities are. He has to train her for sure. Yeah. Going out on patrol seems like kind of, Above and beyond. Yeah. hmm But, you know, he's he's really committed to his job.
1: He finds on the ground after the vampire has been staked a ring. Okay. Ooh.
0: So why didn't it disappear?
1: That was my first question, too.
0: Like, all the clothes are gone.
1: The stake is gone. Everything disappears unless it's plot important, apparently. But
0: this ring, oh boy. It's very spooky.
1: Mm-hmm. Giles does not put it on, learning from Buffy's mistakes <laughs> that she hasn't even learned yet, but don't put on jewelry that you find flying around Sunnydale.
0: Right. I'm, I'm glad that he didn't want to put it on. That's good Nothing instincts Nothing bad from would have him. happened. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, so then we find out what this spooky ring is about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the master.
1: The master? We oh, haven't seen him in ages. Back. Oh, our
0: favorite. Thank God.
1: So, episode five, we are finally coming back to the arc of the season.
0: I mean, so that's two episodes that we had no master.
1: Which is a sixth of the episodes.
0: Okay, right. You keep talking about this whole short season thing. We don't want to inundate people with the master.
1: I guess. It is nice to see him now, though.
0: Right, you missed him. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, buddy.
1: But he starts talking about things and brings us to a segment that we hear at Welcome to the Hellmouth call... Prophecy, profa-do. And the prophecy states that you are the most important, most talented, most interesting, and most extraordinary person in the universe. That's you, right? Uh, yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, Right, because he has a very important prophecy that he needs Mm -hmm. to tell, I mean, the audience, but also some spooky Brethren guys about.
1: Ooh, Brethren. Ooh.
0: Yeah, so the, the Anointed One is prophesied to come. Five will die, and from the ashes. Yeah, something like that.
1: Right, one will rise. Um, The Slayer will not know him, will not be able to stop him, and the Anointed will lead her into hell. Yeah. I think are the salient parts of that. that but pretty This solid. is our first real prophecy, I think, in Buffy. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, like, she... prophecy
1: count could very well start here.
0: I like that. I like. I don't know how high it's going to get. I will say that she sometimes has prophetic dreams. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, like in the first episode, she was dreaming about the master, which yeah. I'm not sure if I would call that necessarily prophetic, but...
1: It's about something she hasn't seen before yeah. and is going to happen to her.
0: That's true. What is a prophecy?
1: That sounds like a prophecy to me.
0: So yeah, the brethren are there, and they're apparently... Their role in all of this is that they're supposed to meet with the Anointed One.
1: Right, bring him to the Master.
0: So that Or they her. Can, right, we don't know. Right, so that him and the Master, her and the Master, can chill together.
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> have, destroy have the Slayer time. once and for all.
0: Right, apocalypse. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's really pissed that one of the brethren went out and managed to get himself killed before completing this important task.
1: I mean, yeah, that's not really staying on target is it
0: well no i mean like did he have to leave they probably have blood there there's a pool of blood i don't know (laughs) if it's drinkable the master used to live in it (laughs) (laughs) actually that probably makes it even like more potent right
1: really it doesn't have that master stank in it
0: i think we've discussed how powerful master juice makes you
1: so master juice is the best juice for vampires
0: because this stuff is basically like you know the, like, liquid that's left behind after you, like, pickle something?
1: Oh, God, yes.
0: <laughs> like, this is that, but there was master in it before.
1: What a charming, <laughs> charming image.
0: Delicious.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, gross, wow.
1: Mm. Right, so right, so that's there's, our like cold a, open. there's, like, a
0: big deal being made about this anointed guy. Yes, person, anointed
1: person, thing. very big deal going to help be very helpful in general. I
0: think they actually in the prophecy it might say he. It says he will lead the slayer into hell or something. Probably. So maybe maybe
1: it's going to be a know. guy. Let's not.
0: Yeah, it's fine. About and then um the master is also like displays how strong he is by
1: throwing one of the brethren across the room. Yep, terminator fighting. Solid. So good. After the cold open, we see Giles and Buffy in the library trying to figure out what this ring is all about.
0: Yeah, Buffy herself has a giant, chunky ring on. Oh, it's so huge. It's ridiculous. And some sort of weird hair tie and super short dress. Anyways, let's move on.
1: They... All, of the, all of the fashion in this episode is questionable at best. Like,
0: I wrote down something I think about everyone's outfit in, like, every scene because it was never good.
1: Buffy starts out wearing a green and white leaf print dress.
0: Like, it's really short.
1: It's very short. It's
0: so short.
1: Get that girl some pants.
0: Because and you know, usually in high schools there's that rule where the your skirt has to like come down to the end of your fingers.
1: Yeah, I had that.
0: I feel I like I this does not come down to the end of like where her hands begin, you know? Right. Like the end of her arm. No probably not
1: i do have written down because this is what this podcast has made me that (laughs) dress plus those boots buffy just no
0: i'm so glad that this happened
1: so fast it's a real bad combination (sighs)
0: though no it's really she's not gonna
1: make good decisions that way this episode
0: listen she's not gonna make any good decisions this episode no and in walks Owen. owen
1: The tall, sexy, brooding, artsy kind of guy oh, who loves Emily Dickens and other poetry.
0: Everything they say about Owen makes me so happy. Because <laughs> I feel like I've said similar things completely seriously.
1: Oh my god, really?
0: <laughs>
1: it all sounds like a horrible parody to me.
0: Yeah, because they're make well, they're not making fun. But you know what? 16-year-old girls think things like that.
1: He has a certain Owenosity to him.
0: (laughs) So Buffy makes a complete fool of herself.
1: Oh, God. Trying
0: to look cool for Owen.
1: (laughs) Talking about all the poetry she reads by Emily Dickens and others.
0: Oh, God, Uh, she loves books. She loves books so hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Owen's constantly just like... I didn't get that vibe from you. But seems really into Buffy, too.
0: No, but he's like, oh, what are you doing at the library? (laughs) And you're kind (laughs) of like, wow. You don't really think very highly of her. But then he seems pretty into it. So it's, yeah, it's pretty confusing initially. Apparently
1: he's noticed her. This is the first time we've seen Owen, right?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so it's all this informed stuff of, like, he's the hottest boy in school. All of all of the girls want him. Yeah. And he's really artsy and he doesn't go out much. Except he constantly goes to the bronze in this episode.
0: Well, I mean, if Buffy's going to be there.
1: Oh, God.
0: So Giles has a nice little line about uh, American poets sucking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Emily Dickinson is pretty good for, uh, for a woman, yeah. for an American.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 And then um, uh, Willow has has some, some very nice things to say about Owen, obviously. Who doesn't, yeah. right? Uh, At one point, she's like, oh, he can brood for 40 minutes straight. I've clocked him. You're like, that's so weird on so many levels.
1: Isn't it, though? I don't know that I've ever brooded. Maybe that's that's part of the problem. He's sensitive
0: Mm. yet manly. He reads Mm. poetry. He's amazing.
1: This all seems like such a terrible, terrible parody of something that is apparently (laughs) real. I cannot imagine.
0: Listen... I, don't, I can't explain it to you. I wish I could.
1: So we transition from one Buffy drooling over Owen scene to the next as they're in the cafeteria and they're still talking about Owen and how great he is and how amazing everything is when he's around. And Buffy's like, oh, he's sitting alone at lunch, which must happen all of the time. Anyway, she's like, maybe he needs some company. And Willow's like, yes, Xander says no. Xander's the worst. Buffy's still really not into Xander.
0: Like, at all. And in this scene, I don't know why they gave him this joke, but when when Buffy walks in, Xander's like, hey, how'd the slaying go last night? And she's like, Xander, Uh, shut up with the vampires. And then he's like, oh, I meant how'd the laying go? And you're like, is that the word you wanted to change to?
1: Even he realizes that this is a bad idea, but it's still terrible he's at her
0: there's like so many things that he could have said anyways it doesn't matter so yeah Owen is sitting alone probably by choice but Buffy figures better go keep him company
1: before she can get there Cordelia that bitch comes in and snatches <laughs> up the seat
0: oh uh, yeah she does she hip checks Buffy which realistically <laughs> should have done nothing right? Yeah. Like Cordelia should have been like trying to hip check the
1: brick wall. <laughs> yeah, basically that would have been a funny scene in the half.
0: <laughs> I would watch that. Yeah. Oh man. Cordelia's wearing like a light blue short sleeved sweater <laughs> turtleneck and red pants. It's real Nothing stupid. Nothing good comes
1: out of Cordelia fashion wise this episode, <laughs> and
0: she's got a lot of lip liner on, like mm-hmm. a lot. It's like there was a time when people used to wear overly dark lip liner and like a light lipstick. And you're just like, all I can see is your lip liner. Was that the idea? Mm -hmm. I guess so.
1: But even though Cordelia has shown up first, Owen is still more interested in Buffy. And in fact, asks her out while Cordelia is sitting right there.
0: His complete obliviousness towards Cordelia was pretty hilarious.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's good. He just does not like her as a person. (laughs) And and basically ignores her the entire time.
0: Yeah, he just like can't even be bothered to acknowledge her existence. (laughs) Uh... And she doesn't know what to do about it. It's real great, actually. <laughs> it's
1: so good. But yeah, apparently they've both been chasing Owen for a while. Maybe Cordelia's actually had interactions with him before, and this is why he's just tuning her out.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it seems like he's the school stud all of a sudden. But that's right. fine.
1: All of a studden.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good.
1: Uh, back in the library, Giles... Says that Buffy needs to go out tonight on patrol. And she's very sad about this because she's just made date plans with Owen.
0: Yeah, she is. She's like, but Owen! And you're like, ew, first of all, why are you telling Giles this? He's basically your dad. (laughs) Second of all, he then says something about, like, not caring about her post-pubescent fantasies. No, she says post-pubescent
1: fantasies. Oh,
0: she does. It's
1: definitely her.
0: Oh, you're right. That's even worse. (laughs) I think.
1: I mean, it's, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty suggestive. She has plans for Owen.
0: Oh, it's all the worst.
1: But... Uh, Giles is bringing up a couple things here that get us into our next segment. A little segment that I like to call Sect C really Talk.
0: Dirty to me.
1: You talk dirty to me. <laughs> That's sectsy talk.
0: Oh, I heard you the first time. Good. Right, so he's talking about this sect. Ah! <laughs> yep. Sect count at one. <laughs> and he's he's hitting that, that T pretty hard. <laughs> because I really think that he was trying really hard not to make it sound like he kept saying sex.
1: <laughs> Especially in this episode? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good distinction to draw.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: So this is the first sect that we hear about. Sect. Sect. <laughs> Uh what are they the order Fellowship of, of, order of Aurelius.
0: Aurelius? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, they got their fancy symbol and the ring and all that, blah uh-huh. blah blah who gives a shit.
1: Buffy was better at researching than Giles for once.
0: Yeah, she schools him.
1: Yeah, take that.
0: She's like, "Ah, oh, uh, I know about these books.
1: <laughs> I got this all figured out. What do you even do all day?"
0: <laughs> yeah, Owen showed me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but um this is the first sect that we see in the show. I'm so sure that we will hear about more vampire cults and sects. Like,
0: oh yeah, isn't oh, it a, yeah. it's a
1: constant thing, right?
0: I don't know if it's there's there's definitely there's definitely going to be some constant might be a little strong, but yeah. Fair. yeah.
1: The Order of Aurelius is not the only vampire group that has its own like sigil. Oh <laughs> I'm gonna no. Say.
0: I'm sure there will be many sigils. Oh, yeah. It will be all about those sigils.
1: So Giles knows that anointed stuff might be happening, and he's very concerned, doesn't really care that Buffy has a date.
0: So he forces her to go out on patrol. Right. Wearing the world's most absurd hoodie
1: what the fuck is with this hoodie (laughs) holy shit
0: like it was a hoodie right like that's what it was
1: and she was planning to go on a date it is definitely a hoodie she gets into the bronze and doesn't take it off she just like puts the hood down and drapes the like inner zipper parts over her shoulders so it's worn real wide
0: oh yeah so
1: it's a tiger striped fuzzy hoodie
0: it's crazy
1: it is insane it is and the I cannot craziest. believe that Buffy would choose to go on a date wearing this or what she thinks is a date.
0: You don't understand the 90s, I guess is the bottom line.
1: It's so bizarre. But yeah, they're Well, they're Giles waiting and in Buffy. some
0: random graveyard just being no, this like This is
1: the graveyard. Okay,
0: no. So maybe <laughs> okay, maybe right now it is, but honestly like Sunnydale has like 17 graveyards. Like <laughs> a lot of people die all the time, it has a lot of graveyards. But okay, let's pretend this is the only graveyard. And yeah. then they're like, huh, that's weird. The The guy didn't show up. Guess that must be the wrong
1: night." Right? I don't care how long you've been waiting. A night is traditionally until sun comes up. You've been out here for like two hours. What did you think was going to happen? A guy was just going to show up with a banner saying, I'm the anointed one? Like, it and like... The prophecy was about five people dying. Is that going to
0: happen in this graveyard? Like,
1: I think the graveyard they're in is near the funeral home, which we will see later.
0: Yeah. And apparently
1: there is only one funeral home. So I think they were expecting the corpses to come there. But I... Mm,
0: Their plan's pretty, pretty problematic.
1: It's shaky at best, but Giles is like, oh, well, I guess no anointing tonight. Why don't you go out to the bronze and Buffy is happy about this. She might get to salvage this evening with Owen after all.
0: And then she gets to the bronze, to her great dismay, Owen and Cordelia are dancing together.
1: <laughs> Very uncomfortably, Cordelia in Owen's case.
0: Cordelia is all over him. She oh, is so handsy. Oh my god. Her hands are everywhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Buffy sees this and is not like, oh, Owen's clearly uncomfortable or oh, maybe I should wait until they're finished dancing. She's just like, well, that's it. Everything's fucked. I better go. It's basically like, yeah, fuck this.
0: Fuck you, Owen.
1: (laughs) Like what? But he invited you to the... She knows nothing about
0: body language, I guess.
1: Teenagers.
0: Yeah, teenagers.
1: I just don't want to be a teenager anymore. I'm not, and I'm so glad of that. And so being forced back into this, I'm like... I, no, I don't like this at all.
0: I mean, it's a big part of why we hate Xander so much. It is. But not all of it, because no. he's also the
1: worst. He's terrible. Uh, interspersed with this, we've seen the spooky bus.
0: Yeah. Spooky
1: bus has a couple people on it. Got a bus driver, mm-hmm. a lady, mm-hmm. another lady, mm-hmm. her kid,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like 10-year-old child, male, yep. and a certifiably crazy dude who <laughs> starts talking guy. and like random judge semi-religious tones about you will
0: be judged (laughs) like it's just he's talking to people on the bus the driver's like sit down buddy
1: he looks so much like adam baldwin
0: he did look a lot like adam
1: baldwin Yeah, but he isn't quite and it keeps throwing me off and then i was sad because i didn't get to see jane in this show well not yet i don't know what happens later
0: You're kind of like, why are you allowing this man to remain on the bus? Like, stop the bus, tell him to get off if he's not going to stop harassing everybody.
1: Oh, come on, Michaela. If they did that for every crazy person on the bus, (laughs) buses would go nowhere.
0: I guess. Well, anyways, this guy's doing his thing, and then all of a sudden, there's a vampire in the road.
1: The bus swerves. And crashes. Ah, is everyone okay? Apparently, yes. Bus driver gets out, and the bus is attacked by bunch of vampires wait how many people were in that bus again um five on the yeah between one and ten let's say
0: around five around average five. just let's, let's just average it out <laughs> say five
1: yeah uh, <laughs> so at the school the next day buffy's moaning about not going on a date with owen which again entirely something that she could have done like she had a lot of agency in this
0: like uh, she gave it literally half a chance Mm -hmm. she's just like oh no dancing Cordelia seen this happening for 15 seconds better jet
1: yep better bail on the entire evening
0: what's she wearing in this scene? I don't remember oh don't you? don't you remember her light blue crop top with like a white target on it and some giant brown flowy pants? no (laughs) no because
1: (gasps) oh there it is (laughs) oh boy it's
0: absurd
1: that sure is something oh yeah Buffy says that she didn't show up last night because her watch was broken and they don't have any other clocks in the house and
0: fucking Owen is like oh wow I didn't know that happened to anybody else because he's such a goddamn hipster
1: right so he hands her his pocket watch
0: yep of course he does of course he has a pocket watch
1: yeah so and that's great. there's
0: like a shot of Xander looking at his Tweety Bird watch.
1: <laughs> Loving the Tweety Bird watch, <laughs> oh, Xander. You rock it.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So the inside of Xander's locker is, I think, very appropriate, but it's yeah. just covered with stickers. <laughs> like, yeah, I could see a, a, what, 16-year-old boy having a locker that looks like this. Yeah, I mean, very that's... Very well done.
0: Xander, that, that checks out for Xander. Oh, Hondo P. And Owen is complaining about how grabby Cordelia was. Right, and how he was so sad not to see Buffy, and can't they just go out again tonight?
1: Apparently they can because these kids are constantly going to clubs.
0: Yep, this club that people are at who are presumably adult aged. Like, I what is the age know. range at the Bronze? Literally everyone from the town is there. I think
1: less than uh, yeah, less than Giles.
0: Right. Well, that one time he was there, and it was the worst idea ever.
1: Right. But wasn't Buffy's mom complaining about Buffy going out to... Who knows? But yes, they can, of course, go out again tonight and try this uh, whole date thing again. Xander's still so moody about not going out with Buffy. And you're like, she has shown no interest in you.
0: Literally zero.
1: here's Owen showing interest in her, and she's showing interest back.
0: Yeah, it's like in front of him. It's like, hey, this is what it looks like when Buffy's on board. Right. You've never seen this before. Maybe that's why. a sign. Yeah. hmm Yep. But no, Xander doesn't clue in because that would be too easy.
1: It would be. I'm looking at the episode now. Buffy's showing way too much midriff in general in this episode, as is Cordelia. Think about like,
0: how much midriff she'd be showing if those pants weren't so high,
1: though. <laughs> like They are very high-waisted.
0: They're insane.
1: <laughs> I, not that, like, people can't show midriff. So sure, it's yeah. a very 90s thing to have this much of it going on.
0: Like, the crop tops were strong in the 90s. Absolutely. Very strong.
1: Yeah, Buffy's totes jazzed about getting to go out with Owen. So she goes up to Giles, hastily explains that he probably doesn't need her, and she is off on a date.
0: And in order to get ready for that date, she needs the help of her two best friends <sighs> to pick out an outfit.
1: And the Scoobies play dress-up Buffy.
0: Like, so oh, yeah, no, so many Xander things. Xander
1: comes off really poorly in this.
0: Absolutely. He, but, so, okay, Buffy's wearing, like, a huge pink fuzzy bathrobe. Yeah. Which I found to be
1: strange. Mm. Uh, they're trying to pick out clothes for the bronze tonight. They didn't need to. Oh, yeah, because Buffy was going on patrol. Right. Um, Xander starts slut-shaming Buffy Absol- in a big way.
0: Oh, it's disgusting.
1: It's real gross. When she asks him oh, the his opinion on yeah. lipstick, he, yeah, he full-on slut shames her.
0: The red or the peach? Oh, you mean for kissing you and then telling all his friends how easy you are so the whole school loses respect for you and then talks behind your back. The red's fine. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, he doesn't mean that. Obviously, he's doing it because he just is trying to deter her from going out with Owen. But the fact that that's the way he's chosen to do that is disgusting.
1: It's terrible. Uh, She's picked an outfit and is actually going to try it on. And Xander's just like, "Mm, doesn't bother me. Like, dude, no. What? Go away. So he goes to the...
0: They're like, oh, just turn around. And you're like, that's right. not going to be good enough. He's way too creepy for that shit.
1: Especially because he's found a mirror and tries to spy on her while she changes. Oh, God. I. B- what? No. Yeah. Giles shows up. And <laughs> this is uh, like one of Buffy's my house. favorite
0: things.
1: He's telling her that, you know, five people died in a bus crash. This is probably it. She's got to cancel date plans to go out.
0: But at that very moment... Owen shows up. Fucking Owen shows up and he's like, what's Giles doing here?
1: (laughs) What? Hi, the librarian from our school. So Giles says something about overdue books. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good cover story. Oh, it's really amazing. (laughs) Owen just comes away with the impression that Giles is really committed to his job.
0: Well, and Owen's like, he's kind of a dummy.
1: Oh, he's super dumb.
0: He's pretty oblivious to everything except for poetry and death, I guess. And yeah, and Buffy. And so they they take Owen aside and Xander, of course, is telling Owen Tries how- Tries to sabotage the oh, date. Yep, yeah, because wh- what else would he do? That's in character. And then, so Giles is going on about this whole, like, five people dead, bush bus crash, and Buffy's like, I don't know, sounds pretty slim to me. And Giles is like, yeah, you know what? It is a slim lead. <laughs> and I'm like, wait. What are the odds?
1: On the night that you predicted <laughs> five people dying and one person rising from the ashes, five people died and you're, like, probably not worth investigating, even though one of them was con- <laughs> was uh, wanted for questioning in a double homicide.
0: Yeah, like, the fact that Buffy wants to go on her date and Giles just kind of, like, shrugs off the really, really coincidental occurrence, it just didn't feel very real to me.
1: But don't worry. Buffy can be contacted (laughs) via her beeper.
0: Oh, so good. Terrible. I don't even understand how beepers work.
1: I really really don't. You call them from a phone. The beeper shows the number that called it, and you call that number back.
0: When you find another phone. Another phone. It seems odd that they would have the technology for that and not be able to make (laughs) a cell phone. I don't know.
1: I don't understand the 90s.
0: (laughs) It's fine. He, like, how long were beepers even around for?
1: I mean, the beeper king would have you know that right. they are still around. <laughs> They're gonna make a comeback. I mean, you work in a business. Business people need beepers. No, they need cell phones. Oh, yeah, for now, but the beeper's are gonna be making a comeback. Technology's cyclical. No, technology is not cyclical.
0: Right, so then they go to the bronze. Buffy goes on her date, and she's chatting with Owen, who is super pretentious and the worst.
1: Okay, how do you feel about Owen? Because I thought you would be far more on board with him. So,
0: okay, again, I'm 27.
1: <laughs> right. So
0: as a 27-year-old, I'm just like, this guy's dumb. Like, <laughs> who the fuck does he think he is? If I was 16, I would just be like, damn, I think Owen's my soulmate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, accurate. Yeah, he's, uh, he's an artsy guy who's... You know, not concerned with the frivolities of most, usu- uh, most girls who just want to date things.
0: And he's so interested. He's noticed two personalities that Buffy has. And he's, oh, you know, God. he's into both of them or something. I don't know. He's like really paying attention to her and really listening. And he loves poetry. God, so dreamy.
1: So they go to dance. And Cordelia <gasps> is looking the most 90s. Her hair... Her hair is amazing. It's crimped. That's what it is. Crimped, crimped. I have no idea what that is. So I just loved it. Her hair.
0: Like it is, when I was, you know, a child in the 90s, crimped hair was like the coolest thing to do to your hair.
1: It looks so very iconic.
0: So there you can like buy like a hair crimper or if you braid your hair when it's wet into small braids, (laughs) you can achieve the crimped look as well
1: this is making for great pod
0: <laughs> it is crazy looking i can't believe anyone did it and i love it
1: so much it's so good so oh. she's paired that with a lovely what tied to expose her midriff like shirt
0: she's shown a lot of midriff but again she looks amazing she's 27 let's she move on looks
1: <laughs> damn fine
0: yeah no, she's looking great yeah. It's absurd uh, to think that she would be 16.
1: No, it's crazy. That's <laughs> definitely not a 16-year-old. Yeah. Oh, man. Absolutely not. Uh, but Owen does his usual, like, <laughs> I don't really know that you exist thing,
0: which is great. And she's trying so hard. <laughs> and you can tell that she just doesn't even know what to do when he just is like, oh, no, I'm, I'm dancing with Buffy. <laughs> like, Cordelia's
1: <laughs> and, a moron. <laughs> like... Cordelia is refusing to acknowledge that Buffy exists. Uh... Like, oh, it's so sad that you're here alone when (laughs) they're holding onto each other.
0: And you're just like, that's... Any guy who would be like, oh, I'm really into this. Like, what's wrong with him? (laughs) What is that play? Yeah, I don't know. She just... That's how confident she is.
1: She's very confident. She is not lacking in the confidence department. And when they have both made it very clear that she needs to leave... She says, come find me when you're ready for the big leagues. And just like, yeah, okay. Cordelia is, uh, she does not have a self-confidence problem in the usual sense.
0: And she ain't playing around. No. No.
1: Certainly not.
0: So Giles has gone to check out the funeral home all by himself.
1: Before we get further into this, <laughs> last episode? Yeah, last episode, Teacher's Pet. The park was locked, and it showed Buffy jumping over the fence to get in, get into it. Right. This episode, they're going into a funeral home. Right. Which is in a cemetery. I live next to a cemetery. It's locked after eight in the summer. How is this not fenced, but the park is?
0: Listen, I think that we've established that fences are confusing in Sunnydale. Sometimes they're Very. there, sometimes they're not.
1: They are there when it's plot appropriate.
0: And yeah, Giles doesn't really have a good way of hopping that fence. In so. his
1: car? He's just no. going to
0: drive right in. Yep. Yeah. No problem.
1: Oh no, vampires.
0: Oh no, crosses are OP, as always. Crosses
1: are super OP. We only see one instance in this episode where a vampire manages to defeat one by smacking the hand away. But generally they can't even look upon them.
0: Yeah, Sometimes the vampires, yeah, can't even come close. And then you're like, why did this other vampire immediately overcome the cross? It doesn't have to make a lot of sense.
1: All of the vampires in this episode are super slow. Giles (laughs) is trapped in between two of them, with one of them blocking his way to the funeral home. So he just runs into the funeral home, no problem, and then starts to barricade himself in a door, or in a room.
0: Yeah, and then somehow Willow and Xander... Immediately locate him through a window. Yeah, because they followed watcher him here. Sense. Yeah, I guess.
1: Did they just not have anything better to do? I mean, they were concerned about him. He was in a car.
0: Right. I, they, they show up late. They ran. He took longer than we thought to find a room to hide in. Maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they find him. They can't get him out because there are metal bars on the window. So they have to go find Buffy, even though she has a beeper that is no longer plot relevant. they don't
0: don't have a phone. Sure. I don't know. They need to go to the bronze. I don't know what the beeper
1: was in there for then. It's a very quick shot. They didn't need to include it at all.
0: Maybe just to be like, Buffy's cool. She has a beeper. The 90s. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Cordelia has a big old cell phone brick, so I don't know why beepers are the cool thing. Right. Cordelia's mad rich, though. Right, right, right. Yes.
1: Uh, So, yeah, they need to go back to the bronze. Um, And Uh, she's here. (laughs) Thank goodness.
0: (laughs) Oh, Yeah. So this is the first time that Cordelia, I guess, has seen our friend Angie. Yeah. So she says, does she say, what is that salty goodness? I think so. Something she says is just disgusting.
1: Salty goodness definitely sounds right. It's something about salt. And I'm like, I don't associate that with attractiveness.
0: I was trying to figure out, I guess salty things are delicious and he looks delicious. I don't, I don't know.
1: So Owen and Buffy are having a perfectly nice time. Angie comes up to Buffy after Owen's gone to get Buffy something to eat and then Owen comes back and they start having a like posturing off I guess Like Angel
0: <laughs> legitimately like looks Owen up and down
1: <laughs> There he... is so much eyebrow work from Angie in this scene <laughs> It's so good His eyebrows are all over the place He had eyebrow lessons for this episode I'm
0: sure he did and it worked out, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. (gasps) Right, and he's all jelly, that she's on a date. Right,
1: so warns her in the usual cryptic way that, I I don't know, the anointed will rise. Is he
0: there about the anointed one? Probably. I
1: guess why else would he be there? He just hangs out at the bronze all day, I guess. Where does
0: he get this information? Who knows? Like, I get, maybe he's got books too. Like, I don't know what else he does all day. Maybe. He broods and... (laughs) stalks buffy and Uh, yeah
1: he and owen could definitely have a brood off
0: you know what they have a lot to talk about they do they really do yeah (laughs) be bffs in another
1: lifetime i think (laughs) if they didn't both have the hots for buffy (laughs) that
0: i mean that brings them together maybe i don't know
1: (laughs) yeah so uh willow and xander show up and like at least half an hour later how how quickly can they get to (sighs) buffy and back to giles
0: like, they they get everywhere real fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how close things are. Like, where's the funeral home in relation to the bronze? I think
1: it's right next door. It's gotta be.
0: <laughs> it's gotta be. So they freak out. Uh, they're trying to tell Buffy what's going on without really telling her in front of Owen. Yeah. And so they're like, wouldn't it be cool to go to this funeral home together. That sounds like a fun time, right, And guys? Owen is
1: so on board. Owen Fucking is like Giles in. in that he loves morbid shit.
0: Oh, he's all about that death. He's like, do you think we'll see a dead body? Won't that be great? I Ugh.
1: guess, Owen? I don't know. Yeah, so they go back to the funeral home um, with e- Owen. Yeah. Yes,
0: before this... I don't remember why, but for some reason, Buffy says, bite me. (laughs) And then there's like a weird cut to Angel looking kind of uncomfortable.
1: I thought he was looking kind of happy. I
0: don't know. We don't know that Angel's a vampire yet. He's a what? (laughs) (laughs) You you really sold that. (laughs) There was like... There was like part of a second where I believed you. <laughs> I really did. And like, I know that's crazy. <laughs> Everyone fuck, whatever. Buffy so, yeah. kisses Owen and runs away.
1: <laughs> yes. Buffy apparently doesn't swear anymore. She only uses vampire swears. I didn't know wizards had swears.
0: Of course they do. Harry, they're called wizard swears. Ooh, like cauldron bum. Really? That's adorable. I mean, yeah. Yeah, oh, whatever. Um, So they tell Owen to stay behind Uh because it's going to be dangerous, but, I mean, that doesn't stop him. He's too pumped about this fucking (laughs) funeral home. They show up
1: at the funeral home. They hadn't checked behind them. Owen is following the the (laughs) entire way. Steps behind, I'm assuming.
0: Like, maybe a block. Maybe. He's probably pretty quiet. You know, he sneaks around.
1: Yeah, sure. And
0: so they get in, you know, they sort of... Start to look around. They're looking for Giles. They know what mm-hmm. room he was in. Oh, Buff- Buffy goes looking for him alone. Right.
1: And she locks the rest of them in the administration office. Yeah. And tells them to start barricading the door. I love the barricade that they do. It's, it's terrible. It's so good. It's two, like, armchairs. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> solid so start. Yeah. Then they put some pillows. <laughs> Xander grabs a lamp the shade. shade and- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a great background gag. It really worked yeah. for me. Oh, I was a fan. Uh,
0: so she finds Giles. Well, no, she finds the room where Giles was hiding, and it's all, like, ripped apart. The mm-hmm. metal bars have been twisted. Yeah. And Giles was clever.
1: He was hiding in a corpse drawer with a corpse.
0: And he's really, like, cavalier about it.
1: Man, I would... <laughs> uh, he's just uh, like,
0: thanks, old chap.
1: Yeah, and this, you're like, that's a dead body. This fellow was kind <laughs> enough to bunk up with me, like that's and, a fully uh, yo, dead body he,
0: he would get along with Owen too so early right? in the
1: episode Buffy was asking Xander which lipstick to choose the red mm. or the peach yeah after Xander slut shamed her she took it in stride and decided on the peach yep it is not a good choice <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad uh, choice
0: I mean that's a tough color for anyone to
1: pull off in the 90s I guess it was most of the rage probably
0: probably Peach but yeah, yeah, it's
1: super bad. <laughs> it should not be worn. And
0: this this was the scene that really, you really noticed it?
1: Yeah, it was just all of this. I was like, her lips look terrible. Anyway, Buffy and Xan- and Giles don't find the anointed. They're looking in all the corpse drawers in case the anointed had the same idea as one of them. Or was just put in there as a corpse. Don't and find this nothing.
0: this office. Oh. This office that they're in. <laughs> Like, is this a regular thing? Like, they, why would it have this viewing window? Yeah,
1: they pull back a, a curtain on a viewing window that looks into the corpse preparation room. I don't know. When do you have that window open? Are you just, when, like, casually yeah. doing office work and you're like, I'm bored. <laughs> Let's see what's going on in the other room. Better Ooh. watch
0: some corpse prep. Mm. Nice. Mm. And so Owen sees the dead body. Uh-huh.
1: And, and super he is...
0: It into it
1: oh man
0: like it is the tone of his voice is
1: he has never been excited in this episode before he He has been nervous to talk to buffy but he is so hyped to see this
0: he just is mesmerized and then he's like hey wait should the dead body be moving yeah
1: generally not it's the generally not the two-time murderer guy from the bus he wakes up and he's a vampire
0: oh no anointed He's, he's still spouting all of his judgment nonsense. Right. He's just kind of spinning it into being a vampire now. Do
1: you usually retain your personality? Because he seemed like genuinely shocked at being a super powerful human. And I'm like, aren't you a demon though? I don't
0: know. No, no, you, you do generally retain parts of your personality. Okay.
1: Well, all the crazy shone through. apparently. He is jazzed about being the vessel that will take down every fucking thing. And yeah, just he... headbutts the glass into oblivion. It's
0: impressive. It is mm. quite the the headbutt.
1: Yep. So Buffy and Giles find him as the uh, the other people are chased out of the administration office. And they start fighting him. Uh, Giles gets knocked out again, which means...
0: <laughs> Concussion count! Is that two?
1: <laughs> nice.
0: Uh... I did not
1: expect it to happen this fast, but yeah, episode five... <laughs> Two of the five, Giles has been knocked out.
0: <laughs> Yo, that brain damage. That man. brain damage.
1: <laughs> it is getting easier and easier for him to be knocked out.
0: But uh, in the process of being knocked out, Giles also manages to turn on the, the cremating machine. Yep. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, the oven. The oven. I guess it's just an oven. It seems like it should be harder than that to turn it on.
1: <laughs> just one button and the door can be opened and everything's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: They got a lot of corpses to burn in Sunnydale.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, you don't want to have to go to the trouble <laughs> of, like, you know, turning on the oven every day. And it's so There's far. no, like,
1: two-key system where both have to be turned <laughs> at the same time for this oven. It is single push button.
0: But yeah, so the vampire gets all up in Owen's business. And, I mean, he, he kind of, like, knocks him out. Yeah. And then Buffy thinks that he's dead.
1: Because the vampire said he was dead.
0: Right, but what does he know? He's been a vampire for, like, five minutes.
1: <laughs> he does have practice killing people. But right. Yeah.
0: So Buffy gets pissed, does some unnecessary gymnastics. Uh-huh. Uh, fights the
1: vampire. Oh, man, the worst fucking anointed ever. He just right? goes so easily into that oven. Like, Buffy just dodges out of the way. He jumps onto the, tr- like, the trolley <laughs> himself. It rolls across the floor. Uh- Hits the edge of the oven, and he goes skating off of it into it to his death.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's all pretty neat. Like, they, they're running out of time, as yeah. always. Like, at this point in the episode, did you think this guy is the anointed one, now he's dead? Yeah,
1: I had worst anointed ever, and okay. I was like, wow, that was far less spectacular than I thought it was going to be.
0: Right, and I mean, they were really selling it, like, they yeah. were really making it. Hey, it's this guy. There's no reason to think anything else. Um, So at this point, I was like, Owen's like starting to wake up because, you know, spoiler, not Mm -hmm. dead. Right. And in my mind, he was kind of awake when Buffy and Giles murdered a man in an oven. He
1: was kind of awake, (laughs) but he's clearly out of it. So he he didn't notice.
0: (laughs) But I'm kind of like, I feel like he saw that. Yeah. I feel like he he watched them murder someone. He's
1: going to have nightmares later that won't make a lot of sense to him yeah yeah uh he decides that he doesn't like buffy anymore she offers to walk him home and he's like i'm i'm good
0: he's pretty out of it again he's he's hit his head Mm -hmm. i mean like you know giles can give him some tips on avoiding (laughs) brain damage (laughs) yeah giles Giles is is real good at that yeah Giles just, like, gets up. I mean, he he helps Buffy, like, finish off the vampire. (laughs) Owen can barely stand. I don't know. Giles, he's got some sort of mystical skull or something.
1: Or he's just got a past of dealing with concussions.
0: I guess. He he can take it in stride. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We come to the school the next day, and it turns Uh. out that Owen does like Buffy. But (gasps) she rejects him.
0: And you know why? Because Owen's fucking crazy. Owen is
1: a crazy person. He who has wants like a crazy to,
0: death wish. He
1: does have a death wish. Like he wants to go out and start fights that night. He wants to, to do a all bar. Of this again. It's the <laughs> yeah. Buffy's just instantly turned off and like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And it makes a lot of sense because you know what? She has a dangerous line of work and he would get super murdered.
0: Like he would he almost got killed on the one date they had. Right. Like, how many is he yeah, going to last? Yeah,
1: it's, uh, it's not good. So she she turns him down. He is sort of accepting of this. And yeah, they only had like one date.
0: Buffy hits Owen with those cliches pretty hard. Oh,
1: very many cl- cliches.
0: She says, it's not you as me, it's me. And then she reiterates that she would like to stay friends. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, from Owen's perspective, this must be a bit difficult to take.
0: Right, so then we go back to the library. Uh, Giles is trying to comfort Buffy. Mm -hmm. Or no, No, they're not in the library. They're outside.
1: Yeah, yeah. but he's
0: trying to comfort her. He
1: wanted to be a fighter pilot, or at least a grocer when he grew up. (laughs) But instead, apparently being a watcher is a hereditary role.
0: And at 10, they were like, yo, this is (laughs) what
1: your future is, BT dubs. Yep. He was not thrilled. But you know what? Oh. It does suck. But that's uh, part of life, when you are destined for something. And as bad a day as they've had...
0: Oh, no, wait. First, uh-huh. first, I just want to tell you that he's like, there's no instruction manual for this slaying thing. Yeah, no, there is. <laughs> it's called the Slayer Handbook. Is there? And the Watchers have one for
1: slayers. Oh.
0: Yeah. But we'll, let's just pretend we don't know about that.
1: They wrap up by saying that, yeah, sure, they've had a bad time. Buffy did not get the romance that she wanted with Owen. But, hey, they spoiled the Master's plan. And this takes so us into job. our well final segment of the evening, which is the Master Batorium.
0: Oh, gosh. I, I I knew she took female clients. I just we look so glamorous together.
1: I'll be in my bunk.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs> you were the one talking about all that master juice.
0: Oh, no. And I have I to say that that, that, nah,
1: that was oh. a bad choice of words. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I'm glad that you're not liking this.
0: I really hate it. Good. Well, tell In us the about Master the Batorium, segment.
1: Oh, you don't know? You don't want to <laughs> explain to the viewers? No. Oh. <laughs> all right. Fine. The Masturbatorium. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> The segment in which we talked about the master being stuck down in his stupid little church hole and how (laughs) for the majority of the season, I'm sure this guy came in, had a horrible time putting on all this makeup and then just had to act to like a total of five people in In a few scenes in his little cave. That poor actor. See, I
0: really hate how many times I've said "master juice." Yeah, you should. Based on the fact that we're doing this now, but anyways, I knew
1: this segment was coming, so the entire <laughs> earlier part was just so much worse. You have no idea.
0: Great. Yeah, terrible. Everyone wins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we uh, we go down to the master batorium. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we find the master talking about how the slayer shall not know the the anointed. She shall not be able to stop him. And he will lead her into hell. And we pan down and see that the child, the ten-year-old child from before... Oh, shit! ...is standing there, happy as can be, and is, in fact, the anointed. And it's a big
0: surprise to everyone. It was a
1: big surprise to me, yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: it wasn't a big surprise to me, but that's okay. No,
1: I'm assuming this guy comes back, though, and that's cool.
0: I mean, he's, there's a prophecy about him. He's pretty fucking important.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't just introduce him at the end of this episode and then be like, oh, we forgot about that guy. <laughs> no, like I'm, the uh...
0: time that there was that harvest that seemed like it was going to be a pretty big deal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man, if this is resolved next episode, I'm going to be so angry.
0: Guess we'll see.
1: Oh, we will. So, Michaela, what was your top outfit for this episode?
0: In terms of, like, an overall look, you can't beat that crimped hair. Uh, yep,
1: I like, and, Well, I mean, there's a lot of agree. midriff
0: happening she's got like something tied up it's it's amazing i would
1: absolutely agree with that so cordelia in the bronze with the crimped hair is our winner
0: i would say that cordelia is usually winning
1: she brings outfits. it it's true yeah
0: it's always so good
1: now if i were a network executive and i had seen the series up to this point would i be charitably inclined towards the second season
0: this is a boring episode.
1: I think I was less bored with it than you were.
0: Does anything happen? I guess the anointed one, there's actual like season plot happening. Yeah, there's season so.
1: plot, which kept me going. There's a few good moments.
0: It's it's more of an important episode than the previous two for sure. But like as an episode, nothing really happens. I
1: liked it because it sets up some of the Buffy and Giles relationship that it turns out to be very important as a character show yeah. uh, it's really the Giles doesn't want Buffy to have a social life or wants her to focus on slaying as a number one priority where Buffy is more concerned with regular teenager things and does want to be a regular teenager even if she is saving the world yeah, like she, she misses those a experiences girl. Yeah. yeah, she's jealous of other people having them um, and I think this episode sets that up in a, in a pretty nice way and it illustrates that but still has them work together and show that that can sort of be a balance rather than a fight. And it's kind
0: of nice, like, from a relatable perspective, where mm-hmm. a lot of teenagers probably feel this way and, you know, they aren't the Slayer. There are probably other reasons that they feel, like, left out of teenager things. Right. But it's something that would resonate with a lot of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's. Uh, I think it's generally well done. It is fairly boring. But
0: and Owen is the worst. Owen is mean, terrible.
1: Man.
0: He's, I mean, he's better than Xander, but again, that bar is so low. I don't yeah. even know why
1: I bring it up. He's definitely better than Blaine as well. <laughs> Blaine is he's my really... least favorite extra yeah. or side character in this show so far. Really dislike that and guy. And for good
0: reason. Absolutely. I don't, I don't blame you at
1: all. Eh? Oh, nope. 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 So many notes. But yeah, this... If I were feeling charitable, I think I could say, yeah, let's continue with this. And I do like that this episode set things up in a much better way than the other two did.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like the most stellar piece of television I've ever seen. No. But it it fed into the overall arc of the season.
1: And did good character work with some funny lines and some nice moments.
0: So the next episode is Mm -hmm. called The Pack. Okay.
1: Is i don't remember anything back... no? so far okay tell me more
0: what if i told you it has something to do with hyenas
1: <laughs> oh uh, oh oh <laughs> this is anything just the like smallest recollection i'm okay. remembering that students in sunnydale high somehow become hyena like in some way uh, I'm not going to
0: tell you anything else, for uh, sure. From what you
1: said earlier, I think Xander is one of the hyenas. I'm not sure, though. It, Yeah.
0: Wouldn't that be a way to take that bullshit of his to the next level?
1: Yes. It is a very strange concept for an episode, but it does sound familiar. I don't recall okay. enjoying it particularly, though.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about it for all the wrong reasons.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. this episode wasn't very memorable, so... This one in which I don't think I'll remember after, you know, a couple weeks.
0: Probably not. So
1: maybe the pack will be a bit more memorable at least.
0: I mean, the fact that you remembered anything about it probably speaks to that, but we'll see. Yeah,
1: yeah I think the first season especially is going to be rocky on me remembering anything at all. Oh, for sure. But I'll come back to uh, with this next episode and see if I did actually remember anything. I'll call that out. Well, if you want to reach out to us about anything we said on this episode, we can be reached at welcome.hellmouth.podcast at gmail.com if you really hate yourself, or beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com if you're a better person. This episode will also be up on uh, buffy.reddit.com. Take a look for it there and the discussion around it. And if you want to reach out to Mikhail and I, you can do that on the social network High Five. Uh... My username is at the nerdy kid. Michaela.
0: I'm at McKay Kayla.
1: Mm, nice. Yeah. And always remember to hashtag those welcome to the hell mouth again. Yeah. I've never used high five, but this should be a good is. experience.
0: I can only guess. Mm. And honestly, I don't even have a guess. We've seen how good I am at guessing at things.
1: <laughs> it's like MySpace, <laughs> but older.
0: Oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, uh, I think that just about does it for us. So until next time. Farewell, farewell from, from
0: the, the Hellmouth. Welcome to the Hellmouth.
1: Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell
0: uh-huh.